Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 21st is 1 Kings chapters 10 and 11 and 2 Chronicles chapter 9. These accounts begin with a visit from the Queen of Sheba, who was traveling quite some distance, probably from somewhere near, if not in, modern-day Ethiopia. And, of course, before planes and trains and automobiles, traveling hundreds, if not a thousand miles, was a arduous task. And she didn't come alone. She brought a train of servants and tons, literally tons, of spices and gifts for Solomon. And she was so impressed. She said, I've heard about your wisdom, that it was unmatched in all the world, but now that I've seen it in person, it's even greater than what I was told. Solomon was, at least in some ways, the most gifted individual to have ever lived. And perhaps he still is today. And you would think somebody who is so wise and so full of God's grace, who has been given so much, who is the wealthiest person to have ever lived because of God's kindness. It's not because he stole it. It's not because he won the lottery. He was wise. He was able to think through problems and make good choices. He was set up perhaps better than anybody in all of human history. Before him, at 1000-ish BC, and after him, from then to now, roughly 3,000 years later, he had it all. And still, his life ended in tragedy. You know, it wasn't really tragic for him. It was tragic for all of those who would come after him. His sons, his grandsons. There's a proverb, which may have been written by Solomon, that says a wise or righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And here we have Solomon, because of his sin, having the kingdom that his father, David, had united, being ripped from his hands and going from 12 tribes down to just one because of his sin. But it didn't start with sin, did it? It started with consorting with women who served different gods. And it was against the Hebrew law for an Israelite man to marry a woman from a different tribe, from a, from a different people, a, a, somebody who was not a Jew, who was unwilling to forsake their old ways and customs and gods, they would have to convert and become Hebrew 
And there are stories of women who did that, like Tamar and Ruth. But Solomon, the wisest man who had everything going for him, he had been literally handed life on a silver platter, wasn't perfect, he had to fight, he had to secure his throne, but he had everything going for him, and he fell hard because of who he chose to spend his life with. tragic. We're told in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 3, Solomon had 700 wives who were princesses. That means wives, women that he had actually married. 700! And 300 who were concubines, who were bedroom servants, you could say. And they turned his heart away. It seems like he was searching for something. He was seeking some satisfaction. He had it all and still wanted more. And that's why he's able to write Ecclesiastes and say, there's nothing new under the sun. I've done it all. I've had it all. And it's all just a vapor. It's all pointless. It's all futility. It's all vanity, depending on your translation. It's all emptiness. Solomon's perspective was off and the company he kept was off. So his perspective, his failed perspective, because he was untouchable, untouchable, because he was so wise, he became proud. And nobody could tell him anything. I'm sure if he had had good friends who were advisors like David had Nathan, I think Nathan was probably still around while Solomon was king. We know he was at the very beginning anyway. But I wonder if Solomon was just unwilling to hear Nathan. Or when Nathan died of old age, because he was probably closer to David's age. I wonder if Solomon just didn't replace him. He didn't like being told or corrected. And so he maybe didn't persecute the prophets like some of the future kings would but he wasn't eager to seek them out either and that happens to us when we are when we isolate ourselves when we're isolated when we don't have people bold enough who love us enough to tell us the truth that they know we probably don't want to hear we're certainly not going to grow and we become further away. And so first it's one wife, and then another, and then another, and then before he knew it, he had 700 wives. Couldn't imagine seeing my wife once every two years? Ridiculous. Add in the concubines, it's once every three years. There's no way. He could have any kind of an intimate fellowship that was freeing, that was life-giving, the way relationships are supposed to be. There's no way any of his wives were satisfied in their marital relationship. And again, it's not about the physical act. It's about the two becoming one. 
Certainly none of his wives would be able to tell him how she really felt. And so he was never really married, not the way that marriage is designed to be. Some wise people told Heather and I when we were in premarital counseling that God created marriage for your holiness, not just your happiness. And we understand that now. We are each other's greatest accountability partners. And we love each other and value each other all the more for that because we spur each other on toward holiness. And so Solomon turned his heart away and the word of God comes to him and tells him that the kingdom will be split but because of God's love for David it wouldn't happen during Solomon's lifetime and so Solomon's sin impacts generations and causes wars between brothers and over time hundreds of thousands of Israelites are killed because of Solomon's sin how important is it that we recognize that our sin affects other people even if it doesn't affect us directly in this world it affects other people sin always has consequences we must purify ourselves we must repent of our sin we must deal with it friends and it's only by dealing with it that we will become the spotless bride of Christ without blemish without wrinkle in order to hasten his return may god bless you may he keep you and may you allow him to purify you as you seek him see you tomorrow